Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hola, and welcome to episode nine of the Plata Life podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about being a parent of a highly sensitive child. Oh boy, here we go. Um, I just, I have to kind of say this out there first too, that I I have a little bit of a hard time sharing all of this, mainly because I feel like it's not my story to tell. So just keep in mind that I'm going to tell the story and these things from my point of view. Um, what I how I view things um, as the parent of a highly sensitive child, but I always have to be kind of careful that I'm not saying this is how my son feels, but this is how I view, this is how I believe he feels. Um, He's getting to an age now where he can verbalize a lot more. So it's, it's been whenever he's ready to share his story, then he will. Um, But I'm sharing it from my perspective, just kind of starting with that. All right. So um, about a year ago or, I don't remember exactly when it was. Um, My son was taking ballet lessons with um, his little friends. They do ice skating. And so then they also had this ballet teacher who did ballet lessons there. And so I would, you know, pick him up from school. It was last year. Yeah. Um, Pick him up from school because he was doing half days preschool at that time. That was the um, the year after I quit teaching. And so I would go pick him up from school, you know, midday. And then we'd go to the ice ice skating place to do the ballet lessons. Um, and he had always had a hard time kind of, you know, joining a class. He was always kind of overstimulated by a lot of kids, a lot of new things. And so I knew it was going to take a little while and I knew he was probably going to cry. And like, I, I knew those things. That was just kind of part of like what he had been showing up until that point. Um, I thought, you know, he's four years old now. Like, I think it'll, he can handle it. It'll be great. This particular day, I'm not exactly sure what happened, that we were both just not in the right mindset to go to this class. And we would do this thing where he didn't want to join, and so I would kind of go in there with him and until he got comfortable enough, and then I would step outside. But on this particular day, he was just panicked about being in there. Um, and I tried all my techniques, you know, like – all right, well, it's going to be hard at first, but you can handle it. And I tried kind of being a little more firm, like, well, you know, either you do it or we leave type of thing. And so I just, I probably said all the wrong things and I probably did all the wrong things. And so I am admitting to that, obviously. Um, (laughs) But in the moment, it just, whatever. In the moment, it's just hard to think on your feet like that. So he would kind of start doing the moves. And then as soon as like kids would look at him, he would freeze up and then if the teacher called on him he would like panic and start crying and he'd go sit with me and it was this like weird let's do it let's not I'm freaking out I love it I don't want to yes I do so my emotions were all over the place and I just I could not handle my own emotions that day like I'm watching him and I'm watching all these other kids who are just doing the ballet class like it's so easy and normal for them and it's just come so natural to certain kids to just do something that's new or you know and I'm looking at my kid and I just 
I broke down. Like I, I started crying. I could not handle it because I, I just felt so bad that he was having such a hard time with it. So I'll, I step outside and my friends, you know, who take their kids to, to this class, one of them stepped in with him and she kind of jumped right in and took over. And then my other friend just kind of hugged me and she just like, yeah, this sucks. You know, like it happens kind of thing. Like it's totally making it okay for me to cry. And then I'm sitting there super embarrassed and I'm like, oh my gosh, like how can I expect him to do these things if I can't even control my own emotions? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just calling it a bad day. It's happening, whatever. But that day, you know, I had, obviously I knew this before, but I had this huge realization that a highly sensitive child is going to need something different than other kids that are not highly sensitive. Like he was just never going to be that kid who can jump into a class and do it and be happy and do it well and kind of like, oh, cool, I took ballet class, no big deal. Like he's just never going to be that kid because that's not who he is. And realizing that it's not my job to force him to do certain things or to fix parts of himself because he's great, he's amazing just the way he is, right? But that it's mostly my job to work on myself so that I can help him learn those skills that he needs because avoiding classes and avoiding things is also not helpful for him. So thinking that day, I was just really, really grateful that I had really good friends who stepped in and helped. Um, and then he did really well with my friend and she kind of was like joking with him and then he joined in and I mean, it, he got through the class. I just, I felt so bad, I think in that moment for my own child that he had me as his mom. And I know like, you're not supposed to say these things out loud, but I'm saying them. Um, because you know, if I can't control my own emotions, how the heck am I supposed to help him learn that? And so I went home that day and obviously cried in the car some more because you're a highly sensitive person. You're going to cry a lot. Um, but I kind of had a talk with my husband and he's like, well, just don't take him anymore. I'm like, well, I, I feel like I have to because he needs to go through these moments. And it's a conversation that we have all the time. Like we just signed him up for soccer and this kind of similar thing happened. And this is like a year and a half later. So like getting him to do these things that we know are really hard for him without pushing too much because it is really overwhelming for him. So that's kind of the conversation we have all the time about all the things we do. Like, okay, so let's think about what's going to happen in this class, who's going to be there, what the environment is going to be like, what we can do ahead of time to prep him for it, what we're going to have to do in the moment when he refuses to do something, like just kind of working through it. Um, that emotional regulation for him as well. And I mean, it's hard because as a teacher, like you sit in these trainings all the time, or, you know, you read all these books or you watch all these videos and you kind of test things out with your students and you see what works with some kids and you see what doesn't. But when it's your own child, it is so, I'm totally being dramatic here, but it's so like soul crushing to want to help your kid and feel like you can't. Um, and for me, that's a feeling that I can't really sit in. You know, as if you remember all the episodes I talked about how I can't sit in like certain feelings. To watch my kids struggle through something and not take it away from him, like that, that's really hard for me personally. Um, and part of it is because I need to work on my own emotional regulation, which, you know, I do in therapy and stuff. Uh, the other thing too is because it's a huge reflection of, <laughs> He needs to work on his confidence. And that's one of the things that I've struggled with a lot, even though a lot of people don't realize it. I, I really do struggle with that. 
walking into someplace new and being really confident in who I am is not one of my strong suits. And so watching my kid kind of repeat that pattern, it makes me feel really guilty. Like, oh crap, he's learning that from me, which is debatable. He could be, he could not be, whatever. Um, But kind of seeing that in him and understanding that, you know, part of it is the way that we are raising him, the way that we maybe overcoddle him, as some people would say. It could be that, or it could just be the fact that that's how his brain is and that's who he is. And no matter what I do, he's going to have a hard time with trying new things, right? So kind of finding that balance between the two. There is a book uh, by the same author that wrote The Highly Sensitive Person called The Highly Sensitive Child. I highly recommend it. And it talks a lot about how these children kind of go through life, you know, in the system, feeling all these things and how the world doesn't really accommodate for them. Because again, it's only 20% of our population who's highly sensitive. So around 20%. Um, So when you walk into a classroom, you think about 20% of those students are probably highly sensitive and their emotions and their overstimulation is going to come out in different ways. Uh, For my son, it's crying and shutting down. You know, for other kids, it might be, you might feel angry. For other kids, they might be really quiet and you're going to think they're being great listeners, but they're really internalizing a lot of that fear and anxiety. And so it's really hard to start thinking about, you know, oh, maybe the environment that my child is in really affects them, especially if they're highly sensitive. Um, So kind of anticipating those challenging moments for your own child, if they are highly sensitive, it's, it's been huge for us to stop and think before we go anywhere new or before we do something like, all right, well, what was his morning like? What was yesterday like? Did he do too many things? And is his brain going to be tired? Because that's one of the the signs that we know that things are not going to go well. So if he didn't get a good night's sleep, you know, he's going to be tired. He's going to be way more overstimulated than normal and so on. Um, and I think on the opposite side of that, I think maybe we don't talk enough about with our kids or about our kids is there are a ton of challenging moments when you have a kid who maybe needs something different, but we never really talk about all the great things that happens because they are a little bit different or because they need something different. You know, like my son is the most emotional human being I've ever met on the planet besides myself and it does present a lot of challenges. But man, when he is happy, like his joy for life just oozes out of him, like in his smile, in his eyes, in his laugh, the way he just enjoys things when he's in a, you know, in a good place or when he is super kind with new friends that he makes because he can see that they need something. Um, I was walking out of school one day when I was dropping him off And one of the parents stopped me and and said, you know, I just wanted to share this with you. Um, Your son was really concerned uh, about uh, my daughter. He's in a Montessori school now. So it's the the age groups are, you know, three years or whatever. And he was, she was really nervous because we were doing a PTO meeting and it was, they had that like after school care, the kids own people taking care of the kids. And she was really nervous. And I guess my son like held her hand and, was saying, it's okay. Like, I'm going to hang out with you. And I guess he was just really sweet. And the little girl had the older sister in in there too. And so I guess the older sister went home and told the parents and it just made me feel like, yes, there are so many challenging moments in how to raise my son because he is highly sensitive, 
But there are so many other moments that I'm just not catching because I'm so focused on the challenges. And so hearing that from another parent, and I'm so glad she shared that with me. Like, I don't think she'll ever realize like how much that meant to me, but it was more of a, you know what, like my child is who he is. I can't, I don't want to change him so that he fits into other people's standards. You know, I, I want to help him get through ballet classes and soccer practices and performances, which is a whole nother story. You know, we had to practice every single night before his Christmas concert one year because he was so nervous and he had cried the concert before because it was really overwhelming for him. So we literally practiced for like a month and a half every single night after dinner, which helped because then he got through it. Anyways, so I, I think looking at our kids and seeing, you know, what are their challenges and how can I help them? And for whatever reason, you know, your child is struggling, but also seeing the flip side of that, you know, yeah, they have certain challenges, but if it wasn't for who this kid is, they also wouldn't have this part of who they are. Um, I love that my son, you know, once he gets comfortable, he is a fun kid. Like he will be your best friend and he is so loyal and he will just take such good care of you, you know, now that I've been pregnant and he's the one that gets my water and he's so aware and in tune of what other people are kind of needing in the moment. Um, so I think for him, it's a lot of just teaching him the skills and taking my own emotions out of the equation, which is a highly sensitive person is really hard, but I'm working on it and kind of helping, you know, guide my husband as well, who he's also highly sensitive. So we're just a highly sensitive family here. Um, kind of going through everyone's emotions first thing in the morning and, and figuring out how our days are going to work together. And if someone's thrown off, it's going to throw the rest of us off. It's just, it's really fun. I love my family. They're all great. We're all great together. Um, no, we really are, but it really is just understanding who you are as a person, who you are as a parent, understanding your children, who they are as people, and looking at the challenges and then looking at those great qualities that they have. Um, I know now that he's getting older and he can actually use his words, you know, it's so much easier. When he was between two and four, oh my gosh, that was hard. I mean, he he had some very intense meltdowns because he couldn't communicate with us very well what he needed. You know, I, it was just... It was a very intense time, and for me, that was probably one of the hardest times um, just in general because it, it was hard to help him. It was hard to figure out what was wrong, first of all, and then it was hard to handle my own emotions, and then it was hard to teach him that. Anyways, now that he's older, like after the first soccer practice he had this season, you know, we went to get donuts, and we asked him, all right, well, you know, it took you about 20 minutes to finally calm down, like, what could we have done differently? Like, what could we have said to you that would have helped you? And then he said, well, you could say you can do it. And then my husband's like, oh. And I was like, well, I think I did say that. He's like, no, you didn't. And I flashed back through that whole thing. And I said, you're going to do it. I didn't say you can do it. I was so frustrated in the moment. I said, you're going to do it. So that slight phrase that I didn't say you can do it and I said you're going to do it I mean that's a huge thing for a highly sensitive child right and then we just talked about it. I was like man I'm really sorry I didn't realize I did that like next time we can definitely work on that and papa's gonna work on that and mama's gonna work on that but thank you for telling us like that's gonna help everybody and so then the next practice you know he's getting nervous I'm like you can do it you can do it <laughs> um but yeah, kids know what they need. And, and when you have conversations with them, it really helps. So 
yeah, this episode is mostly about my awesome son who I would never change him for who he is. I mean, I think all parents feel this way, even when they're frustrated that our kids are just, it's an incredible thing to watch them kind of, and I know he's only five, but it's been an incredible journey to watch him become his own little person, you know, as now like his personality is more, um, he's more aware of his personality and things like that. Um, that I just, it's an amazing thing to watch your kids or your kid. And, you know, I can't wait for this other one to come out and I can do that again, but, um, to realize that, yeah, maybe they need something different and work on it. And then you keep trying every day. And I mean, your kids are going to love you no matter how crappy of a parent you are. And if you have highly sensitive children, it's probably going to be a little bit more challenging, but it's also super rewarding to watch these highly sensitive kids, you know, go out there and they're going to change the world. They, I mean, we need so much more of that out in the world today. And it is our job to help guide them so that they don't lose that part of themselves because we need that. We need people to be more kind and to be more aware of other people's emotions and thoughts and feelings. Anyway, so um, again, if you have any questions about this or you want to chime in or, you know, maybe you have a story you'd like to share with me and you want to say, hey, I have a highly sensitive kid too, you know, what can I do? Or I want to share my story. Maybe you can read it on your podcast or if you want to be interviewed, whatever. Um, one of the things that I noticed that has made a huge difference for me is, you know, I Facebook was a lot about connecting with friends and family. Um, but what I use it more of now is I join groups. Um, and there's a ton of groups out there for highly sensitive people, parents of highly sensitive children. Um, another book I read was Racing Your Spirited Child because I believe my son is, you know, part of his sensitivity is also, it makes him, he's very spirited. Um, so if you haven't read that book, that's also really helpful. But um, I joined a group for that. So it, when I go on Facebook, it's not just scrolling and, you know, being whatever. It's also more of like, oh, that parent's struggling with that. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, I'm going to try that with him. Or, hey, this worked. Or I'm having a hard time with something and I've tried everything and it's not working. And so then I'll post on there and people will just chime in. Like, I've tried this. This didn't work. This worked for this age group, but not for this other one. So it just surrounding yourself. I mean, not physically, because that's kind of hard to find people around you that have similar children as you, but kind of finding places where you can talk about these things because, you know, it helps. It helps to know that you're not alone and it helps to know that there are other kids like that and that people are doing different things that are helping or not helping. So anyways, that's one of my recommendations is, you know, use social media or wherever, find groups online that you can connect with and you can kind of share part of this journey with them because it helps when you're not alone, right? All right. Well, thank you for listening and I hope you listen to my next episode. Adios.